take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome to a special edition episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. This is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Couple Synergy. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring your experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach you what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's special episode, uh, you all are probably knowing at this point that it's a special episode because it is airing on Sunday instead (laughs) of Monday, and this is Mother's Day. And we wanted to really put out a special tribute episode uh, for all the mothers out there, and especially our mothers... And also, this is a special day for us, too, because we have recently become grandparents, if you guys are listening for the first time. And, uh, Jean, you are a first-time grandma, or Gemma. Gemma. Sorry, I'm not going to use the word grandma. And also a special day for Angela, our daughter-in-law. It's her first Mother's Day. It's her first Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. who uh, we have interviewed on this episode, along with our mothers as well. I just want to say, we had no control over these interviews we have lost control (laughs) and originally we were gonna highlight our moms first and then our daughter and daughter i I have to say specifically i mean we're talking about my mother okay and my father jumping in so when you get to my mother's episode i I just have to apologize it was train had i don't think you need to apologize i think it's fabulous (laughs) i think i think you guys will absolutely enjoy it um, keep in mind that, um, especially our moms, they're not used to doing this. So, you know, there's a little nerves and they forgot a lot of things that happened over the years. And one of the things that my mom just texted me on when we asked her, you know, what are some of the worst things about being a mom? And she said, losing her child, her child, which she did not mention right. uh, on the interview because she, right. Right. Was nervous and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big thing and that I don't want to not leave that out there. No, no. Right. You know, it'll be her second year without him. Yeah. You know, being a mother is a very special thing and, and I think that we don't cherish it enough or give credence to it enough. And, you know, we wanted to really do that with this podcast. Yes, please keep in mind that, you know, my mother and Jean's mother are uh, up there, uh, elderly, would you be saying elderly? Yeah. Both over 80. Right? 80 plus, that's all we'll say. I think we'll keep just a little bit of the trying to talk my mother through Zoom. The technology. The technology (laughs) difficulty part in the beginning. I'm sure all of you can relate to that. Yes, yes. 
So, you know, for all you mothers out there, we really want to say thank you. We have a lot of gratitude and, you know, a lot of well wishes for all of you out there, especially those mothers that may have struggled through a lot in becoming a mother and maybe, you know, losing a child and all of the challenges and joys that go along with motherhood. And also for the women who wanted to be mothers and were unable to. Yeah, since we are talking about mothers, um, I wanted to ask you, Jean, you know, tell us a story about becoming a mother for the first time. You know, you just said something really interesting about that we don't really recognize our mothers very much. And the reason for that is, you know, the mother archetype is unconditional love which means you're going to feed your child whether they're having a tantrum or <laughs> being sweet and loving, so no matter what, right? And so I think as human beings, we just expect our mothers to do right by us. And, um, and we really don't take enough time to really look at what that means. And there's a lot of selflessness and long nights and hard, thankless work to be a mom. It's different than a dad. For sure. And there's, and there's very contributing dads and I don't want to take away from that, but that is, uh, I, I think certainly we've never really paused enough to have enough gratitude for our mothers mm-hmm. and for the work of motherhood. All right. What was your question? Sorry. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a story of how you learned you were pregnant? Well, I was in the basement of my parents' home I was 20 years old and there was a phone down there and I went down there to call the doctor's office to get the results of my pregnancy test. And I was young and I was not married and was in the dark and I heard the words and I could feel the person on the other end of the line. And when they were trying to congratulate me, there was a question mark. Mm. And it was un- unexpected and unplanned. And it was a very, maybe one of the more difficult things I went through in my life. What did you feel about being pregnant? I think shock. Shock was probably the biggest thing. And I remember almost instantly feeling protective of that life. You know, and certainly people had mentioned, you know, terminating. And for me, that was never an option. It, it was almost instant that, that I had that motherly feeling of protecting that baby. And how did you know that you were in labor? So I had gone out to dinner, and then I got a Slurpee. <laughs> a 7-Eleven Slurpee? <laughs> a 7-Eleven Slurpee. A pink one. And um, I heard a sound like a water balloon being thrown at a wall and it was my water bag breaking it was six weeks before my due date and I just instinctively jumped up from where I was sitting opened a door and went into this hallway because the hallway was tile and the other room was carpet and the gush 
And then I proceeded to throw up the pink stuff all over it. Oh, no. <laughs> In the same spot. <laughs> so it was kind of a joke my dad would always say. Mauve was the color that year. Ew. You know, it was gray and mauve in the 80s. And it was mauve. <laughs> so what was the time, date, and weight of your first job? It was December 13th, 1987, 1227 in the morning. And he was five pounds, eight ounces. And do you remember the time, date, and weight of your second child? August 4th, 4.53 p.m., and he was 6 pounds, 8 ounces. So how did you decide on a name? Well, the first one was interesting because um, I had all these ideas of, like, Casey and Oscar and... I don't know, these obscure names, which I found out later were family names that I must have heard along the way. And nothing really fit. And he was born, and I really couldn't decide. And he he was two days old. And one of the thoughts I had a lot was Alexander. But my last name then was Zender, so Alexander Zender. Alexander Zender. (laughs) Was kind of a mouthful. I really liked the name Theodore, but... His dad didn't like that name. So we ended up with Alec Theodore. And then his biological dad's Jewish. So the tradition in that culture is to raise, er, to name your child by the initial of a family member who's passed. So in that family, Uncle Dick had just passed. I wasn't really very connected to that family. I was a single mom. You know, we, not a lot of connection. But in order to honor that, I decided to hyphenate his middle name. So his name was a big handful. It was Alec Theodore David Zender. And then I believe at some point in his life, he shortened that to T.D. Zender, Alec T.D. Zender. And what do you know now about being a mom that you didn't know when you were pregnant? Both times. Well, with Alec... um, when I was pregnant, I knew there was going to be diapers and sleepless nights and, you know, a lot of self-sacrifice while I was pregnant. What I didn't know was how much I was going to love him and how much that wouldn't matter. Mm. And as a single mom, it's a very different journey. And, you know, when we got pregnant with Dinyar, I... um. I thought it was going to be very different because we were in love. We were together. We were both in this. And, and then when we went into labor and it was maybe worse, (laughs) (laughs) Alex's birth was pretty bad. Dean's I think was probably worse. Uh, And that was really shocking to me that I always thought maybe as a single mom, that I was maybe more being punished or that it was that was the reason it was so hard and painful. But to know I was on this other side where I was in love and I wanted this child and, um, and it was still sucked. <laughs> I, in, in your defense, we were up pretty late the night before. I think we had to go like go feed the cat or something because my parents were yeah. away. Well, and, and, and I had an undiagnosed was, thyroid disorder, yeah, which, right. you know, that was that was all part of it as well. But that was kind of surprising to me that 
you know, I, I really thought being married and, and being in this with someone would change. That. Change your labor and delivery? <laughs> yeah, it didn't, didn't go so well. Yeah. And, you know, if we're going to talk about names, our son, Dinar, uh, he, he's named after your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And his name means friend of spirituality. In, in Farsi. In Farsi. Right. And then he has your middle name, which is very traditional in your family. You have your father's middle name. Which my father and mother talk about yes. in, in their Literally. segment. Yeah. So what would you, what advice would you give your daughters? Trust yourself. You know, there's so much false information in the world and so many books written on parenting. And, and I just think it makes women feel horrible about who they are. And, and I would just say every single book that's out there is true for the woman who wrote it about her child, but it isn't true for yours. And that includes the medical field. What, what one doctor says is going to conflict with what another doctor says, and you are going to get so much advice and you have this beautiful biology and instinct inside of you that you will know what to do for your child and trust yourself. Happy Mother's Day, Jean. Thank you. Happy Gemma Day, too. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And without further ado, we bring you our second interview. And as part of our tribute to Mother's Day, we welcome our daughter-in-law, Angela, who is a new (laughs) mother. This is her first Mother's Day. Welcome, Angie, to the podcast. Thank you. It is great to be back. And I am holding my beautiful daughter, Ainsley, who is (laughs) over four months old now. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us the story of how you learned you were pregnant. <laughs> well, it was a year and a day ago, actually, that um, uh, in the morning, you know, I had taken a pregnancy test and I found out I was pregnant and I was pretty speechless. And then I was thinking like in 10 seconds, you know, how do I tell my husband? Because he was at home. And so I just went with something and I don't remember all of it, but I started with, I love you. And I had a big smile on my face. And then I told him I was pregnant. (laughs) How did he respond? (laughs) He was happy. And with that happiness, it seemed like really nervous too. (laughs) You know, what were, what were some of the first thoughts you had in your head, like before you knew for sure that prompted you to take a pregnancy test? And then after you found out for sure it was positive? Well, um, I probably didn't have too many thoughts. Um, I had been taking pregnancy tests for a while, you know, and so it definitely wasn't the first one I had taken. And so with so many negative ones. I, you know, I did the thing that most of us do. You don't get your hopes up, you know, and I even waited longer than I would have in the past, you know, to take it. Right. Um, And so it was just 
let's see. I wasn't nervous or or too excited, right? But then it was such a pleasant surprise. And how long did it take you to kind of adjust to that news being real? Um, maybe a couple of days, you know, maybe once I, while we started telling people that day. So yeah, maybe by the end of the day. So that's interesting that you started telling people that day because a lot of, a lot of women wait Mm -hmm. because there's a a window, a period of time where, you know, uh, it might not take. So uh, why did you choose to do that? Um, because we were so excited and, you know, I would say that pregnancy test being positive told us that it was real, right? That she, a baby, you know, at the time existed. And so I didn't want to keep that news to ourselves because it's just so exciting. And I think in, you know, any kind of nerves I had about, Um, that uh, didn't outweigh the excitement. And so we didn't tell everyone. I might have told everyone, you know, I might have wanted to at the time, but you know, it's two of us, you know, me and my husband. So then I had to, we had to decide together. Um, But we told, uh, you know, people who are close to us, like we told our parents that day and, um, and our siblings Oh, and actually I was traveling the next day. So I was going to see some people in person. So I told some people in person and on the first day when, you know, we weren't, when we found out we weren't around any relatives. So we drove to our best friend's house and we told them in person so we could have (laughs) someone to tell and hug. I remember being very nervous and I really didn't let myself really let it sink in that we were going to be grandparents till really she was born. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to buy anything. I didn't, I didn't want to, I don't know. I was nervous. How about you? I was just thinking, is there a grandmother day? No. <laughs> so you're celebrating mother's day and grandmother day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I just kind of tried to stay positive and, you know, and, and be like, this is great news and stay there, you know, and it was, uh, shocking news, but happy news. Yes. And, you know, Jean, where do you think those nerves came from for you? I know a lot of people with a lot of loss and I was Mm -hmm. not wanting to watch you guys go through that. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel about being pregnant? I felt good. I was very happy about it. But like the pregnancy itself, like just the, the physical part of being pregnant. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty good. You know, someone told me (laughs) someone who's very close to me, who doesn't (laughs) mind speaking her mind, you know, a mother in my life, she said, pregnancy did not agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) and so that was her perspective right and I think she was pointing to how um maybe the second half you know I would sort of get sick a lot and you know um and then during labor it was of course quite uncomfortable 
Um, but other than that, you know, we don't remember, we're not very good at remembering things that are um, painful, right? Not very good at it. So then, um, so I would say it was still pretty good. I mean, I would do it all over again, you know, knowing, of course, that it's going to be different because it would be a different time in my life and it would be a different child. Um, but I, I was, you know, okay with it. Happy to take uh, the very uncomfortable things because um, they were momentary. Does that make sense? They were temporary. Yeah, I, I remember that about you. And I did get to witness some of the <laughs> not so fun things you went through. <laughs> and you always had a very positive attitude. And you always said, you know, you're doing great and everything, even though <laughs> it wasn't always great. But you always came across that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I, I just heard about a lot of stuff and don't and, and I I'm trying to forget <laughs> and what we're referencing I think is like vomiting right <laughs> I'm not gonna out you Ange but you know, <laughs> lots of that you probably vomit more than any human I've ever known I the one that stands out the most that's, that's all of college collectively too <laughs> the one that stands out the most is we were in Sweden and the sun was setting about 1130 at night <laughs> and rising about one in the morning. And we're watching this lovely event and you're in the bathroom just <laughs> throwing up. I felt so bad. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, I just remember Norway when we were walking past the, the dock. It was oh, this yeah. restaurant, you know, seafood restaurant. We walked past the dumpster oh, and it was just oh. this whiff of rotting garbage. And she was <laughs> like, she was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow. Okay. How did you know you were in labor? Um, oh, so, okay. So mine was, I went in for my, um, one of my doctor's appointments and um, and they took my, uh, blood pressure as they always do. Hey, let's and set this up here. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> we, yes, you set up the labor. How about you this? this how, how about the free, free labor, right? Yes. We're going in for a routine yeah. appointment and we were flying in to DC and like that at that time, at the same time, at the same time, right. We landed like during her doctor's appointment and we were to, we were going to go to your house and, and kind of wait there and watch the dog and stuff until you guys were done with the appointment. To celebrate New Year's Eve. To celebrate New Year's Eve. Right. With my family flying in too. So then uh, from there, Ange, what happens at your doctor's appointment? Well, so I'll add the other side of that day is, you know, um, our plan was we're going to go to this appointment and then we're going to stop at their grocery store to get the rest of the things we needed for hosting you all, you know, for those few days. And then we were going to meet you at the house and we were going to get this party started, right? Okay, so at the appointment, you know, my doctor was uh, sort of busy. There was something else going on that was more of a priority and they knew my blood pressure was high and so I had to wait anyway so we waited about half an hour 
you know, and I'm, I'm sitting in the room by myself, you know, Alec didn't come in with me. He was probably, you know, taking that time to get some running around. So he was just going to wait for me. And then they take my blood pressure again, and it's still wicked high. And then finally, the doctor comes in. So this is was probably about an hour I was there and says, you know, it's, it's still high, you should go get it checked out, you know, go get some some tests done at the hospital. Well, our hospital, um, they weren't accepting any more patients for the maternity ward. And then their like plan B hospital was also full. So they sent us to plan C. So I'm very nervous, right? It's just, oh my gosh, I gotta go to the hospital what's going to happen, right? And I knew my husband would be nervous, which he was, but he was still really good, you know, at holding it together. So we go to the hospital and maybe you all had landed by then. And, and so we tell you where we are and I'm feeling much better. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. Right. And then some time goes by and they say, well, it's still high. You have gestational hypertension and we always suggest delivering 37 weeks or after, and you're 37 weeks today, so we're going to induce you. And so that's, I guess, how I knew that I was going to go into labor. And I started crying because all of this was happening. And I said something like, I can't believe I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't believe it's going to happen way sooner than I thought it would. And then we went from there. Yeah. That was pretty nerve wracking on the other end. <laughs> this is this is several days before she actually is born. Um, it, Just two. She was born about 48 hours later, less than that. So yeah. what happens after after all that? They do they admit you? Yes. Mm -hmm. And they induce me. And then, you know, my meaning labor starts and, 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 you know, then she was born. So that was about a day and a half later. So you were in labor for how many hours? The things I don't, well, I guess, yeah, I guess a day and a half, how many hours that is. And, you know, I don't want to go into details about that because uh, you know, with, with people I'm close to, I do. Right. And, and I don't mind when, when people uh, who are having babies ask me. Um, but the other thing that I risk by telling it, especially to people I don't know who I can't answer follow-up questions for is that, you know, they're going to get nervous, right? It, it's just the, the unique story to me. Mm-hmm. And it's, totally different for someone else even if they had the same things happen let's say the high blood pressure and the induction and all that i know they're going to handle it differently and And so what was was the time and date and weight of the baby she was born at 3 33 a.m i believe uh on a friday morning and she was six pounds and six ounces and how did you decide on a name? 
Um, that one, uh, we gave her the name the day she was born, but we were thinking ahead of time and Alec really liked the name Ainsley as I did as well. And he has more to say about how he came up with his name. So maybe one day, (laughs) you know, um, he'll be on and talk about that. But, um, Ainsley is also a name that starts with an A. So we're, we're all A's in your family. How about Hope? Hope. Well, we knew we wanted a middle name that started with an H in order to honor Alex's grandfather, Henry, which is your dad. And so by naming her something, some name with starting with an H, we would do that. And I was thinking, you know, I want something short. Ainsley is such like a big kind of name, the way it sounds to me, at least. And so we were sort of thinking about it. And um, Alex's grandmother, his bub, she helped come up with that. And so it's Ainsley Hope. Which is perfect. Mm -hmm. What do you know now about being a mom that you didn't know when you were pregnant? Oh, you know... Um, yeah, I, I take this question to sort of be asking me what I've learned. Right. And so I was thinking about this and I was thinking, well, it's really hard. Like I'm, it's hard to think of things I've learned because that means I have to be reflective, but I did come up with something that now I'm going to try to remember (laughs) while I'm holding her, you know, I was thinking, um, Every day I get a reminder that human behavior and more specifically our emotions are so temporary. And so for her, you know, there might be some evenings where I'm so tired and we're trying to put her to bed and we know she's so tired and she's, you know, fussy and she's upset and she's acting in certain ways and she's crying And then very shortly after, she'll be super calm. Let's say she falls asleep, right? Or you give her that bottle and she's just so happy. And so just that shift of emotions and the expression of them just happens so quickly with her. And then, of course, with us as well, with me. And so it's a good reminder that when things are hard, when they feel painful and frustrating it's not gonna last much longer and what advice would you give to your daughter when she becomes a mother (laughs) um I would say to you know be in the moment I I sort of have this this uh this sentence in my head that I don't know if it's the best way to describe it, but it's the only way that I can think of now. It's the idea that like in this moment, she as my baby is the most important one in the room and not just in the room, in the house, on my street, in the city, and then larger than that. Right. So if I have the news on and they're talking about things going on, she's still more important. And so I'm trying to give my, I would suggest for her as a mother one day to give 
her emotions, right? Her space and energy to the most important one in the room. That's some really great advice, Angie, and great advice for everyone out there that we focus on what's truly important in our life, right? And not be sidetracked by all the extraneous stuff going on. And thank you for being part of our Mother's Day Festival. Welcome to the club. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and one more thing that I just want to mention. So, you know, since we found out we were pregnant with her, that I was pregnant with her, it, it the date happened to be May 12th. And that is now her special day. And so when I, um, uh, in the past where Alec and I met, we met at work and I happened to work with a, a wonderful woman who has three children. And she said that each of them had a special day. And on this special day every year for, you know, the specific child, the parents and the child would go out and do whatever the child wanted to do. And that special day was the day that they found out they were pregnant with them. And so I just thought that was an awesome little tradition, you know. And so now we just had her first special day. And I can't wait until she's older and she gets to really tell me what she wants to do. What did she want to do yesterday? <laughs> yesterday <laughs> she wanted to be held and take a walk outside and eat. <laughs> uh, hopefully she doesn't like designer shopping later on. <laughs> well of course she will she's Alex's daughter <laughs> well angie thank you for being on our, on our special podcast today and uh happy first mother's day thank you so much i love, love you guys you. we love you love we you. love you ainsley, love you, ainsley. And now on our special segment for Mother's Day, we welcome Joyce, my mother-in-law, and Jean's mother. <laughs> Happy Mother's Hello. Day. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. Thank you. Happy Great-Grandmother's Day. Yes, and happy, happy, I can't get it, Gemma? Yep. Happy <laughs> Gemma Day to you. Thanks. Because Jean's going by Gemma instead of Grandma. Right, because Grandma's right. too old. Grandma's too old. Okay. Old yet. All right. <laughs> so can you tell us the story of the very first time you found out you were pregnant? The very first time? Uh, oh, my gosh. I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, yes. Well, we were married three months. And dad didn't think we were going to be able to have a baby. And then it was shortly after that, that I did the pregnancy test and it was positive. So we were so excited, especially your dad. Was it a home test or did you have to go to the doctor? No, it was a home test. Oh, they and had then, And then I went to the doctor. Yeah. Was he there when you found out or did you tell him? He was there. Nice. Yeah. Very anxious. <laughs> he is very anxious though. And what about when you found out you were pregnant with me? Uh, 
I'm thinking. I I was surprised, <laughs> but um, happy. And uh, you were going to be our fourth child. And we had um, uh, we had three children. Jeff was five, Judy was three, and Dan was one. So um, we wanted a large family, so it was fine. We were happy. What was what was surprising about it? Well, because I was so busy with the three, I didn't think it would be quite that close. Were you surprised but, at the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth? <laughs> well, we oh, were wow. <laughs> the seventh. We thought, okay, we're happy with seven, right? And then <laughs> nine years later, I was really surprised when I got pregnant with Joe. But uh, nonetheless, we were happy and uh, excited. And uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to be starting all over again. <laughs> but so we gathered our children and took them out for pizza and uh, told them the Good news. And before that, I went on a retreat that weekend to uh, just to uh, absorb it all. And uh, the kids were really excited when we told them. This was before your eighth. This was for the eighth. For the eighth. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did you tell everyone or tell anyone uh, when Jean was born? Oh, or yeah. Not when she was born, but, you know, that you were pregnant with Jean? We, oh, yeah. We told everyone. We did you wait excited. or did you tell people right away? Uh, we probably waited a couple of months, I think. Because that was kind of what you did then, you know. Do you remember who you told first? Uh, probably Nancy. <laughs> my best friend because yeah and how did you feel about being pregnant just in general the physical part of being pregnant um I I always felt good except for the first the very first pregnancy was really tough the morning sickness and I think that was the worst part of it not being able to eat food or certain foods just were just turned you upside down. Coffee and ground beef were the oh. two. <laughs> That's quite a combination. Yeah, go Sounds figure. Good right now. <laughs> and how did you know you were in labor with me? Well, I'll tell you, we were at a party the night before for Susan, your cousin's birthday party. And we were there till five in the morning. Wow. And we, 
We got home, went to bed. I was so tired. Woke up at seven o'clock in labor. I can't believe this. So we got ready. We went to the hospital because the babies were coming pretty fast. And uh, uh, got to the hospital. And I'm trying to think. I'm not exactly sure exactly what time you were born. 11 a.m. I was just going to say 11. That's what I thought. And I tell you, you were the hardest labor of all my children. Well, you had like two hours or less than two hours of sleep. Exactly. Why do and you why other- do you think labors are harder for different people, different children? Well, I think especially for you, it was because I had no sleep. You were being and very the- irresponsible. <laughs> well, that's your father's fault. I believe it. <laughs> But I, um, uh, I think another factor was I had just lost my dad a few weeks before that, and I was still grieving. So that didn't help either. How old were you and dad when I was born? I was 24. So, so dad was 26. Yeah. And what was the, uh, how much did I weigh? You were seven, 12, seven pounds, 12 ounces. Twenty. Who was your biggest baby? My first eight pounds, 14 ounces. (laughs) So after that, it was pretty easy. So I didn't really labor that long with you, but the delivery was hard. Yeah. That's how my kids were. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Alec was born in three hours. Dean was born in an hour and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. And how did you decide on my name? Well, that was the hardest thing for me was naming you kids because I didn't want to give them a a name that they would hate. I just kind of kept more the common names so and I love the name Jean and I thought Marie went really well with it so that's how it happened we both liked it and here you are Jean Marie Uh, what do you know now that you didn't know when you were pregnant for the first time like did you think it was going to be a certain way and then you Learn later it was different. Well, with the first one, I really, I wanted to have it natural. I didn't want any anesthesia or, and when it came right down to it at that moment, they put the stuff over my nose and I was out like a light and I was disappointed. Because I wanted to be there. But it wasn't a cesarean. No, it was, what did, I don't know, gas is what they gave them. They just put it over my my nose and I pumped right out. 
So I can mean, you, can you say that again? That was a little messed up. Long, and I don't even know why they did that. Um, I said, I don't know why they put me out because, you know, the worst really was over. And I was disappointed because I wanted to be awake. At what point did they do that? Were you, did you already go through labor and you were in delivery or? I was in delivery. You know, thinking back, it probably was because they were going to use forceps. Mm. I forgot about that part of it. So. And so, you were completely unconscious. At the birth. Yeah. Did, did they do that for any of your other kids and other deliveries? No, no. no. It just may have been Thank that's God. what they did back then. Well, my doctor knew I didn't want to have any anything. So I, that's what I'm thinking now that maybe it was because of the forceps. I don't know. Hmm. They didn't really tell you stuff back then. No. And the other thing they did for Jeff and Judy, just Jeff and Judy, you had to have an enema. And I did not like that. Yeah. Did You didn't have to have that. You did? No. no. So they don't do that anymore. No, they don't do anything unless they need to, I guess. Right. Right. So, yeah. Her bandwidth is really low. Yeah. We're just going to take a second because you keep cutting in and out. Really? No. You're probably in a dead zone. <laughs> we have real dead zones. Is there, is there anything I can do? You know what? No. If you turn your camera off, probably that might help. Turn my camera yeah, I'll I'll do, it, do it for you. Okay. Don't worry about my list. <laughs> um, well, I was going to ask that one question. Well, let's wait for that for the end. Okay. What is, What was your uh, favorite experience of being so, a mom and your worst? Your worst. Pardon. Your favorite experience of being a mother and your worst experience of being a mother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many. I don't know how to boil that down. There's so many worse experiences. No, so many wonderful experiences <laughs> of being a mom. Well, you could say a few of them. Well, uh, Having breakfast in bed uh, <laughs> was always a unique thing. Um, Cooked by the kids? By the kids, yes. That must have been delicious. <laughs> it was, it was because I didn't have to make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the time it was our anniversary, the kids made us a dinner <laughs> and Jean made a cake. Unbeknown to me, I came home and there was a package in the garbage. I said, where's the cake? She said, I ate all the batter. 
they took, <laughs> they took the cake down to my friend Marie's house to surprise us. And they set up a table in our bedroom with music, Frank Sinatra music, and prepared a dinner for us and candlelight. It was such a blessing. What did we cook? You cooked pork chops. I think that's what they found in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. I was probably in grade school though. When, what anniversary was that? I don't even know what anniversary it was. I don't think it was a super marked anniversary. I want to say I was maybe seventh or eighth grade because yeah. that's when I was on the swim team and you'd eat pudding, the the just the packet without making the pudding. Uh-huh. Just the sugar. So I think that's why I said I just ate it. Yeah. <laughs> so you were born at St. Francis Hospital in mm-hmm. Evanston, Illinois. And I was in the hospital probably three days. And we we brought you home on Thanksgiving Day. It was November 23rd. And grandma stayed with the three other kids and prepared Thanksgiving dinner. And we had a house full of people. Nice. To welcome you home. And to give thanks. And to definitely give thanks. And another thing I want to share with you is that that November 23rd, 1967. 66. 66. Um, um, they declared Thanksgiving Day a day to celebrate throughout our country in unity. It was President Johnson. So that year, 1966, they made it an official holiday? Yes, on November 23rd. Huh. I'm going to have to look that up. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is you partied till five in the morning, gave birth to me, and right out of the hospital, you came home and had another party. Right. Right. But uh-huh. I, I didn't prepare for it. So that was good. <laughs> so people might wonder why we like to throw so many parties. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, it's set well, up that, at birth. That kind of explains it, huh? You night owl. Or why your delivery is so punchy sometimes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Get it? No. Okay, we move on. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so what were um some of your worst experiences? Oh, you know what? I, I just wanted to say what's interesting also is that your grandson is getting married on Thanksgiving. Day coming up, and it's November twenty third, and it's November twenty third. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Wow, that is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. So, what were some of your worst experiences as a mother? Uh, 
the worst. Well, one time, and I don't know, I don't remember actually what happened, but I was really upset with the kids. And I went in the living room and I pounded my foot on the table and it went right through the table and made a hole in the table. And we kept that table for another 15 years. <laughs> right. Because I don't remember you putting the hole in the table, but I, I remember the hole in the table. Was yeah. this a wooden table or a glass table? Like wooden coffee. table. A wood it was table. a wooden coffee table. Yeah. And, um, and that was in the old house. And I was seven when we moved in the new house. And we moved the coffee table. So you made a cup holder. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that's really interesting because i don't really remember your anger very much no i never really i never really did get that angry no did, did you just find out you're pregnant again at that point no <laughs> no it wasn't about that <laughs> the kids were acting up i don't even i don't remember what actually it was but I, I just remember I was really frustrated. I could imagine. Yeah. But I just looked it up. Lyndon Johnson declared Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, November 24th, 1966. Oh. Yeah, you know, because I was born on a Sunday. Right. So the 24th, that's right. But it was that year. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, that's the thing that people don't um, always understand is that everything had a beginning. You know, we right. think our traditions are what we do is the way life is, but we just started at some point and keep going. Yeah. He just right. declared the fourth Thursday of November to be right to be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. yeah. So what happened before that? Did you have Thanksgiving? Before, before 1966. Oh yeah, yeah. We all we usually always had Thanksgiving, especially our children made their first communion on Thanksgiving. For um, but this this would have been before anyone made their first communion. Yes, this was. So it was an unofficial holiday. It was Thanksgiving. That's all it was, yeah. And welcoming you home. But but before that, when you were a kid, did you celebrate Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. So people celebrated it. It just wasn't official. Right. Got it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, we always had turkey and dressing. and It is my favorite meal. I wonder why. <laughs> that's right that's right what advice would you give to well i can't say your daughters but maybe your granddaughters who uh are about to become a mother just to um keep themselves healthy um Exercise, eat good foods, and um, prepare themselves for their birth 
you know, there's classes they can take. Um, and I think that's important. I, I did the Lamaze method. And I think the more natural, I think the better um, for the mother and for the baby, as long as there's no complications. Did you have Lamaze with your first one? I did. Oh, that was around already. And that's why I wanted to be there for the birth, right? So. Was that difficult for you to recover from? No. The difficulty, though, were the stitches. That was probably the second worst thing. Finding a comfortable place to sit. (laughs) What would you... What would you say to those mothers out there that may have gone through miscarriage or difficulty having children, you know, infertility, and maybe struggled with, you know, postpartum after the birth? Well, I never really had any difficulties in those areas. But if I would have, I would recommend that they seek help because there's a lot of help for for postpartum depression. And um, I know Vicki, she struggled with that after Scott's birth. And um, she did get help. I can't even imagine going through in vitro. That has to be really really a difficult journey. But, you know, when your desires are to have a child, you do whatever it takes, right? So, uh, I give them a lot of credit. Well, Joyce, we want to thank you for being on our special podcast today, celebrating Mother's Day. Well, thank you for inviting me. I Love speaking with you too. <laughs> <laughs> and how many children do you have? How many grandchildren? How many great grandchildren? I have nine children. I have 26 grandchildren. And I have six great grandchildren, five boys, and one girl that I just got to meet. She's beautiful. Ainsley Hope. You'll hear Ainsley. about her later in this, in this uh, podcast. Ainsley Hope. And I love her name. Well, thank you again for being on our podcast. Love, love talking to you, Joyce. And we love. will see you soon. Okay. Love Happy you. Mother's Happy Day. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Love you. Right. Love Bye. you. Open link. Yes. Launch meeting. Launch meeting. There you are. Zoom. Okay. Connecting. Oh. Let's see. You gotta ask her to turn on her camera. Mm-hmm. Can we go back to email? Just no, just click on that link. Your meeting has been launched. Don't say your Zoom meeting. By joining a meeting, you agree to our terms of service and privacy statement.
Yes. Launch meeting. Launch meeting. Okay, I launch and then it says that allow this site to open the Zoom link with Zoom meeting. Yes. Allow. 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 I'll check that box. Yes. I'm connecting again. Okay, connecting. This meeting is being recorded by the host. Got it. So got should it. I say got it? Got it. Okay. So start video or no? I cannot hear you. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. I can't see you. Why? Did you, <laughs> you can't adjust your camera? It will not go down. Maybe you need some phone books to sit on. Okay, there. There we go. Okay. Happy, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. Yes, happy Mother's Day. This is your 51st Mother's Day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> 51st Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, because you're 50 years old, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I want to welcome you, Mom, to our special Mother's Day episode. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell us the story of when you learned you were pregnant with him? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I don't remember that. <laughs> did you take a test? Did you throw up? How did you find out you were pregnant? Uh, I stopped <laughs> my period. <laughs> and that's how you knew? And then I took a test, I think. Yeah. Was that a home test or did you have to go to the doctor for that? Yeah, I forgot. We went to doctor. Uh-huh. Were, were you there? Yes, I was. Ooh. And I was, and he told me, yes, she's pregnant. And what, what did you, each of you think at that moment? Nothing, because... Uh, before that, he had the miscarriage, so we knew now the doctor told us, and then that was the beginning uh, of your life. Did you wait before you started telling people? Did I wait? There yeah. were no people, you know. <laughs> who, who did we have? Nobody. Your siblings, your parents. No, only Faraman was there. We told Faraman I was working and then, uh, yeah. We were in the apartment. So I uh, came, right? I think so. Yeah. How did you know you were in labor? Mom, do you don't know? <laughs> I don't remember. I think I just... You didn't have contraction? You did. <laughs> you forgot... So yeah. Long time ago. so yeah, I think so. And then we went to the hospital. The Lutheran yeah. General. Lutheran right. General. Lutheran General, yes. And were you in the room for the delivery? That one I don't remember. But uh, it was at night. I think uh, I was there and was... Uh, before midnight, I guess. So after she delivered uh, an hour or later, then I went home. 
Did you tell anyone? Uh, that one, I don't remember I told anyone. How did you feel? I felt uh, great. I felt that I brought another human being to this world, a beautiful world. And was it a hard delivery or it was fast? No, it wasn't <laughs> hard. It was okay. He don't remember. <laughs> well, there was one you kicked him out. Remember that? That was Muslim, Amitra. Yeah, that was Amitra. <laughs> What? That I didn't want you there. But it was, I can't remember. Was I on a, a drip or no? For Ramin? For Ramin? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But I was there. But for Mitra, I think I was at work. Faraman brought you to the house. Yeah. No, don't talk about Mitra because we're talking about Ramin. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying him because he was in the country. And the rest of your families were not in the country? Oh, no, they were not. We just, we interviewed Joyce and her first uh, birth, they used gas. Gas? Yeah, they knocked her out during delivery. You know, did they do anything like that for any of no. your deliveries? No. No, they just gave me an sh- a injection, right? They gave me a shot. Did you have an IV? Yeah, you have an IV, but then... Oh, uh, was a shot besides the IV, like in your back? No, only when I was having the baby, then they decided to give me a, a shot. So they didn't do epidurals then? I think they did. They did epidural, yeah. Yeah, epidural, uh, they did. But you didn't need one? I think I had. And my mom's first birth was 1962. Right. Yours was 72. So right. 10 years. 10 years difference. Yeah. And you were born at 243 in the morning. Do you do you know how much he weighed? No, I don't remember. No. Six something. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were small. Six something. What was I, 812 or something like that? Yeah. Oh. How did you decide on his name? We look at the Persian book. And then we look at names and then we decided on Ramin because who she said it's a name of a king yeah no what a general of uh, army of uh, all the kings yeah something and uh, it was very common name that I like that so we decided Ramin yeah so how, how come you didn't decide on a Filipino name and nickname? <laughs> well, I think that uh, mom wanted, you know, um, was in love with me and so wanted to please uh, me. So, and you know, I know she's Filipino, but she adopted adjusted to the Persian things. Because Ramin was kind of unique. What? Different, different, a different name was unique. Yeah, I said, very uh, famous. So how was it adjusting to becoming parents? Adjusting, I 
really don't remember, but, you know, uh, I didn't feel it. it. Because he was working all the time and I was I by myself. I was working, but I didn't know. I mean, I didn't feel anything. I just uh, went along. Well, along the way, I, we adjusted, we learned. I mean, I learned. Uh, how long... How long were you in the country before before I was born? Well, uh, I came 66, 72. He was born, uh, you were born, so six years. What month in 66? Uh, in 66, the end of June, that's the beginning of internship in Cook County, I came. Okay. And Gene was born that November in 1966. Oh, yeah. And and how long were you in this country, Mom, before I was born? Well, well I was here in 1964, 65? No, 64. And then I went back to the Philippines after 1968, right? Because I, ha I have to stay here. With my um, no. with my visa, I have to leave the country because I was on a student. Right. I was on a student something visa, and then I have to leave the country. So I left nineteen what sixty eight. I came sixty. How long were you in Cook County? It was one year. You were in Cook County one year. Yeah. That was the time that uh, we met in uh, Kukani Hospital, uh, Ward 35, that was internal medicine. And that was the time that she threw arrow to my heart. And then that was the time that I was uh, captured by her. Yeah, anyway, we st I stayed for one year and a half here, and then I have to go back to Philippines. So I went to Canada. I stayed there for another one year and a half until my immigration was approved. We were in contact when she was in Canada. Sometimes when she would, she would take off on weekends, she would come over here and then uh, going back. But she was very, very slow. And then uh, gradually captured my heart. I uh, saw a cake and, uh, and uh, champagne. She had told, her brother was here, um, Oli. She had told uh, Oli to bring me for my birthday uh, that champagne and cake. So I was surprised. There was no name. I was surprised. And then later she found out. I mean, she wrote me and I found out that. She, but you see, from Philippines that far, she would not let it go. She would. Uh, <laughs> she would not let it go and she would pull the string 
to the arrow that she had in my heart. What is your favorite memory of being parents? And what is some of your worst memories of being parents? Specifically about motherhood. This is Mother's Day special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did first. So anyway, it it was great. I loved it. But the thing is, it was easy. It was, I know how to take care of babies. What about after they're a baby? After they were a baby, it was nice. He was, he was a naughty boy because he had a, he had a friend that uh, we were in, uh, where we moved to, uh, to uh, Arlington Heights. And then our neighbor was, we had a, a neighbor who was his age. No, that was the time. No, don't jump uh, ahead, just uh, little by little. So while she would come and then I think uh, we were um, uh, courting, we were dating. When were you going about Mother's Day? I know, I know that, before that. Who, Who was your hardest baby? Hardest baby? Yeah. Uh, well, at first you were crying, crying because we didn't know you were allergic to uh, you were allergic to formula because you were lactose intolerant. We're mm-hmm. talking about mothers; they don't include the other stuff. So, <laughs> and then yeah, but you were colicky, but. I know how to treat colicky babies. I put you on her tummy. It was not hard. Yeah. So I adjusted very well because I, I, I was a nurse. So it was not hard for me. What advice would you give your granddaughters about becoming mothers? That uh, just... <laughs> It's nice. Just do your work and love them and sing to them, hold them, and let them, like, uh, I, okay, I remember when we were in uh, Kennecott, I would let them go in the garden and play in the mud. And then also, I put the playpen outside while I'm cooking. I can see while I'm cooking. I put the playpen outside and they are outside in the yard <laughs> with the sun and playing there. And I, they have good time there in the sun. The advice that she would give them is that just listen. The advice. <laughs> Listen to what? what? What advice would she give? <laughs> okay, the advice that she gives them is that know what you want. If you really want a baby to be, become mother, go for it and uh, decide. That's she did. She wanted to become pregnant and become a mother. She knew what she was doing. The one that didn't know what was happening, it was me that 
I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, you were not there. Just let me finish. <laughs> so she knew what she wanted, and then uh, when she was, we were in in a in apartment in Ken, uh, Kenmore in Chicago at that time. See me. We went as a one bedroom. Just why there. are you mixing? I know. I'm just going there. I'm going there. I'm there. So she would. Yes, I'm not. <laughs> in the December. She, uh, we are talking about Mother's okay, Day, baby. I'm what are you talking there. about? That? I'm going there. You're not going there. And then that time she said, "Marry me." <laughs> Just a minute. And he said, "I remember." No. She, you don't remember. <laughs> so, so, and this is nice stuff. What so, you do? so, and then uh, that was the history. Yeah, and you got engaged on valentine's day right so back to <laughs> back to mother's day we're doing mother's day okay. we're not doing like couples therapy Jeez. okay back to mother's day yeah you're not the mother now you'll have your chance in a month <laughs> yeah you have your chance in july and june and then we were living in the apartment and I had you there, and then it was getting like we need space, so that's why we, we bought this house in uh, Arlington Heights. Router. Right, and it was good because we have space there, and I didn't drive, so I have to like go to the grocery. I put you on the umbrella. Uh, umbrella stroller at the time our stroller like umbrella stroller and i would go every day to the store to buy stuff every day i would you know go grocery and then uh yeah it was nice it was yeah. not hard for me and because like dad your dad was working all the time and i was i was well i was working until my full term. I was working until full term. And then when I was seven, eight months pregnant, nine, I then I, I didn't return to work after I deliver. So I, it was good that I can, I didn't have to work and stay home and do everything at home because your dad was working the whole time. Ramin was naughty. I would be gardening, and find, one day I, I found out he was not there. And I said, "Oh my God, where did the boy went?" And I saw him on top of the roof of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> How old was he? Uh, probably three. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time he locked me out. You know, from the, I went to put the garbage out, and he was inside, and he locked me out. He put the this door locked, he knows how to do it. <laughs> and I said, open it, he wouldn't open it. So my neighbor helped me, he got the ladder and we went, he climbed the, the window and 
we were able to open one of the door or the window and he got in and we were able to open the door because he locked it. He locked me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a naughty boy. He but he he was like playing with the neighbor and he would dug up the uh the grass like you know like a turf to put the grass how they they put your turf so they dug it up just like that both of them the neighbor i forgot his name and then they would go to the beside the window close to the hedges they would hide there and they will pick up all the cigarette butts and <laughs> they would be like smoking there and stuff but trying to dig, forgot his name, dear. You know she's talking about? No, it wasn't my plug. My plug was in, uh, this one was in Router. Yeah, Router. My... Wasn't your cousin, was it? No, it was the, the TBL. The, the, gosh, what's his last name? Danny. Huh? Dan... Danny. Danny, yeah. They live in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder where he is now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just being boys. Probably know, in like jail. That. No, anyway. <laughs> well, Bob, thank you for being on our podcast today. Happy Mother's Day. And, and Dad. And Dad, <laughs> happy Mother's Day. If, if you could see the video, you only see your dad's feet. <laughs> He's like a, a witness, a silent witness. <laughs> secret <laughs> okay thank you and i love you guys i love being uh your mom it was my best uh time of my life well thanks mom and congratulations grandma and great grandma now right yeah on. yeah yeah being a mom is nice yeah I will. it's not like a burden it's a blessing well, okay. love you, Mom. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Happy Mother's Happy Day. Mother's love Day. you. Okay, bye. bye. And so we want to thank you for joining us today on a special episode of Couple Synergy for Mother's Day. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. Yeah, I just wanted to say it's really fun to be able to share in a different way and for people to get a little glimpse into our history and i hope you guys enjoyed it and enjoyed our parents yeah and daughter -in -law. I hope you did. <laughs> for all of you listening please let us know how you enjoyed the show if you have any questions comments or topic suggestions please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com for more information about couple synergy and our programs such as relationship 101 the home study course the couples enhancement weekend and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple. Look us up online at couplesynergy.com. You know, we talk a lot about social media. And I just like to say we'd like to have more personal relationship. So email us and, uh, or send us a message on Facebook. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded 
edited and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Thank you.